welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Hope everyone's having a good day. Today is Tuesday, I believe it's the 24th of May, 2022. And I today's my off day. I haven't had my Tuesday off for uh, a couple weeks. Getting back from vacation, getting back from the, the COVID cuties. COVID cuties, cuties. Aw, it's a COVID cuties, cuties. You hear about those new stuffed animal, little plush doll? All the scientists and all the people that like to poke fun. And everybody's got one now. Everybody needs one. Everybody needs a COVID cuties, cutie. It's got a suction cup. You can stick it in your uh, back window, like baby on board or whatever. Haha, <laughs> isn't that cute? Look at that coochie coochie coo. Breaking COVID cooties, cuties. Yeah, that used to be a problem. Now, unless we're getting one of the spikes now, a bunch of uh, people that I know and love have had COVID, including my immediate family. Talk about how it's kind of like a, it's like a rite of passage or something. You have to have to meet the officially meet the COVID cooties if you are to persist on this earth, if you're to be attain any kind of success. You have to have experienced it. So some people have, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of other critters going around, right? I had somebody uh, tell me the other day about the monkey pox. Much to do about the monkeypox, right? Guess this is something that typically is a problem in Africa. Presumably, it's the animal host is a is a monkey is a primate is the animal reservoir. That's what they call that. So, looks like it. It's not a deadly thing. At least uh, in the third world, it's rarely deadly. Maybe one to three percent of um, cases could be deadly, but there's also not clean drinking water and medical care accessible in many parts of the world. So I think that we're going to be okay. It does create these little blisters that then scab over. It looks truly disgusting. You know, it's interesting about the COVID is that. As a respiratory virus, it's something that, you know, the, the symptoms, we all know, you know, congestion, loss of taste and smell, could be a sore throat, could be a headache, could be, you know, flu-like symptoms. So you can obviously tell when somebody is has got the flu, they'll tell you. They'll look like shit, feel like shit, sound like shit. But if somebody's got monkey pox, well, that shit's going to break out all over them. They're going to get blisters and scab, and they're going to look, you know, disfigured. Nobody's going to want it. It's really going to look like something that you could uh, contract from the infected individual, right? Reminds me of this book that I'm reading, I'm still reading. Swan Song, and it's a post-apocalyptic story, and, um, you know, one of the, you know, how human beings like to vilify anybody who, who's different than them, 
So the post-nuclear uh, post fallout, um, anybody who's got radiation scars, you know, they are, um, it is, it is, uh, they're discriminated against. Can't be in our club, can't be part of our crew, part of our army. The army of excellence is one of the, it's the name of one of the freaking the armies there, the bad guys. Army of excellence. There's several others, but, um, you know, if you have any of these scars on you from the radiation or whatever, like, you know, then you, you can't be, you know, you must be sick, you must be injured, you must be weak, and therefore you cannot be part of us, we're going to kill you. So the Army of Excellence went around searching high and low for these, anybody who had a scar, keloid or whatever, sunburn, and they would murder them. passing judgment right now, like they must have passed judgment during the, uh, God forbid, freaking bubonic plague, you know, ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy, a pox on your, a pox on all your families, wasn't that a Shakespearean, um, statement, slogan, it's like wishing somebody ill, you know, which we would never do, but feel passionate of passionate enough about something, I guess you may wish a pox on some of these families, but I don't wish a pox on any of you folks. So rest easy. So this yeah, this monkey virus, I read something today, of course, when you hear monkey and Africa, there's gonna be folks who are gonna be stereotyping this as a you know, dirty minority um disease that, that we should never get, and if people had just stayed away from these third world countries, these developing nations, then we would never get it, and there'd be all kinds of conspiracy theories about did somebody deliberately do this or whatever. I read that, uh, that it, how'd they phrase it, they accelerated the spread in this um, bisexual contact that took place in these raves in Europe. So I guess they're bumping uglies over there in these in these dance parties and uh, passing all kinds of shit around. You fucked up. Now you got the monkey pox on your freaking every orifice. You pigs. So it, take, it requires physical contact, the monkeypox. This will be the next thing everybody will be scared of. <laughs> Sounds like everything's going to be okay, my friends. Unless you look the news up, you see shit about monkeypox, you got fucking cup cooties, levels rising, you got economic uncertainty, you got fucking, you know, everything. They, they talk about this financial crisis and the, the um, impending doom of a recession. They talk about it in tongues that most common people do not understand. You know, like even if you have a retirement account, you have a 401k, or you have, you know, some money in savings, and you understand the basics of, you know, how much interest you could 
you know, you dick around with the stock market a little bit. I've said recently that I've been starting to get a little more involved in that, and I, you know, put a little bit of money away every week, both for us and for the family and kids they can access when they're tw- in their 20s, and so... But I, I don't feel like as much as Americans earn, I don't feel like we really truly understand like what the financial system is all about, like how it works. I think a lot of people who really who work in it probably don't truly understand to the point where they could predict something, you know, what's gonna happen next, right? Like they talk about how the Fed is gonna win they increase rates. I saw like one article from a, a credible source talking about what the what happens when the Fed, what like okay when we have inflation, that means the cost of goods and services goes up, right? So everybody's feeling the heat. The cost of goods and services go up due to whatever stress stresses in the financial system in the world. Of course, we we know the. We've got freaking the war, a war going on. Uh, who knows when that'll end? We've got, uh, you know, just getting through a pandemic. During the pandemic, the uh, federal government threw a lot of money at keeping everything stable, right? Supporting everyone. I mean, did you, um, were you unable to go to work? Did you get um, unemployment benefits? Did you get, uh, Paycheck Protection Program loan for your small business. I did. So all those efforts that, that the, uh, the federal government did in a meaning, you know, meaning the best, meaning well, trying to help. That put a stress on the financial system, and then we've got a war and all these other things. So it's just like too much, and cost of getting hear about supply chain issues and all that shit. Got a little ambulance. We got to fucking pull over here. Little rush hour. Ambulance. Never good. Hope everyone's okay. So there's a lot of stresses in our society, financial and otherwise, and it, um, it all carries over into consumer confidence and, and supply chain and all that shit that we've heard about, read about, we understand the basics of. We don't understand the details of all the time. Like I said, the Fed's Fed's going to increase interest rates, so that is going to mean that it's going to be it's going to cost more to borrow money. Therefore, people are going to be reluctant to uh, this dickhead can't take a fucking chance here, right? Um, therefore, people are going when interest rates go up, people are going to be not as eager to to um, spend money and use credit, right? So, uh, this is going to be a stimulus. It's something that's going to um, cause inflation to go down. But, I mean, do you know that much? Do you know that much? understand what inflation is and what causes it what it's a res- what it um, it is a result of how it how it manifests and how it normalizes how to to get out of inflation 
the Fed raising rates. Uh, the market's going to hit its bottom. It's got another 14% to drop. And then you got people that, you know, in, in the markets, people that are, that are investment savvy, they say, buy the dip. So the best time to invest in the stock market is now. Historically. Now, we've, it's hard to say because we've got a perfect storm, right? We've got all this bullshit going on, as I previously stated. So you don't know if, if this could be turned into, it could be a minor recession, it could be a major recession, it could be a depression, it could be a, a fucking, it could change the, the landscape of our society for a number of years, right? I mean, let's face it, we are spoiled fucking brats. We don't really know what hardship is. We've heard stories from Grandma about the days, you know, the Great Depression or the fuel crisis in the 70s or whatever recession or we had to make do and all that shit. All those stories. We've heard that shit, but we haven't lived through that. Most of us, life has been good here for a long time. So hopefully all that shit doesn't happen. But I'm just saying, pointing out that the news, I guess they think that Americans are a little bit more savvy and understand these things a little bit more. Like if you quiz people on the street, uh, what do you think about this inflation? What is that, you know, result of? You know, like, uh, what caused this? How do we get out of it? What should we do? Uh, should I keep my investments in? Should I pull my money out of the stock market? And I asked my accountant that. I said, hey man, you know, before we all lose any money we have in the stock market, should I take it out? Even though I'll have to pay a tax penalty? How much would I have to pay? You know, we came back with a, you know, pretty detailed uh, message. And he basically said, keep it there. He said, sometimes it'll be a down year or two. Never know. But um, for the most part, you're going to gain in the end. Keep it in there long term and take it out upon retirement. Don't touch it. Okay. It's all I need to know. I do trust him. Let's see what we got here. Might be in luck. Yes. Dropping my lawnmower off to get fucking worked on. And my buddy Randazzo's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me continue my story here. I just stopped at uh, Randazzo Automotive freaking literally stone, literal stones throw away from my office, so, nice people, family operation, father's like freaking in his 80s, and the son is like in his 50s, maybe, maybe 50, good people, they got a couple other guys working in there, they've always done right by me, thorough and affordable mechanical work. So he said they fix anything. 
saw they were working on a uh, lawnmower, rider mower in there one time. Said, yeah, we fix anything. Okay. Tell you what, I'll bring my fucking mower in there because something's up with it. So I just showed them that and pulled it out. I hoisted this thing. Well, I'm not trying, trying to say I'm strong. But I just lifted a fucking rider mower out of the back of my truck like it was nothing. You know? So I guess I am strong. Wasn't that heavy. Pulled the back wheels down, front wheels down. Had these ramps, you know, like you use for, well, a mower or a quad or a motorcycle, anything to get back your truck. But I set those things up. And then I realized, okay. That's going to be harder than just lifting the goddamn thing up, hulking it up. So that's what I did. I'm proud of myself. So, dropped that fucking mower off. And now I'm going to the gym. Really excited to get my workout on. I'll be doing that for probably an hour, hour and a half. Pick my boy up around six. Football practice, head home do some paperwork. That's all she wrote. That's it. Called a wrap for this day. Okay, so where were we? We were talking about uh, inflation and monetary policy and the Fed, the Federal Reserve, right? That's what that's all about. All this shit is so fucking complex. You know, I'm a simple man. I, I definitely want to take my money and put invest it in something that's going to... The whole idea is, right, you invest it in something buy shares of something, you buy, uh, one thing I like is the notion of is an ETF, an exchange traded fund. And so what this is, is a, uh, you can, let's say you buy a, um, an ETF that has everything to do with energy. So it'll have oil and coal and natural gas and solar and power companies all these different investments, major and minor, in the process. It'll have um, a conglomeration of different businesses, companies, so that it's diversified. It's not like just you're buying. It's not like you're buying just stock in Shell. You know, you're buying stock in all these energy diversified energy fund ETFs. So that's mostly what I put my money in. I don't put a shitload of money in there, but I'm trying. I'm trying to, as I'm almost 50 years old, I'm really trying to put a little nest egg away, you know? But I don't, I, I learned, maybe maybe I know more than most, I don't know. You know what an exchange traded fund is? So much to fucking know. And if you don't know a little bit, I don't know what's worse, knowing nothing or knowing enough to get you in trouble, you know, here I'm sitting talking about exchange traded funds and federal reserves and shit, there's a whole lot that goes into this, you start pretending that you really know what you're talking about, you start investing with confidence, look at all these people that invested in um, crypto, cryptocurrency, electronic money, supposed to be the wave of the future, 
blockchain and all this shit. That just freaking bottomed out, man. I'm reading, you know, some friends of mine on a private investment page talking about, um, you know, how they're losing all kinds of money. Just disappears. Something you thought was... that That's the worst, you know. That's the worst about modern societies that, like I said, things have been so good for so long. We are conditioned to feel, to believe as though everything is just going to sort itself out. We're all good. You know, everything's going to balance. Don't worry about it. And the stock market goes, goes down. Oh, that's great. I'm going to buy. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to buy the dip because it's surely going to come back up. You know, part of me would love to, you know, gain right now. If I had a little bit of money, I'd fucking throw that in a sure bet. But what is a sure bet anymore? I guess that's what I'm saying. What is a sure bet? There are no sure bets. It has seemed over the last two or three years as though the apocalypse is coming. Right? It really does. As discussed, it seems like like the the drama that ensues in the book Swan Song or The Stand or whatever. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It all seems plausible now. Talking about food prices are going up. It's kind of weird in that regard, isn't it? Like, you know, less... <clears throat> yeah, you go out you go out with a family, with your family for a, a, an evening, you know, Saturday dinner, or even order takeout. It's going to be almost 100 bucks for a family of four. You get some apps, you get some dinners, you know, depending upon what you order. Burgers, you know, 10, 10 to $15, right? Depending, you know, it depends on where you're ordering from. But everything is more expensive. People are growing. Fuck, I'm, I'm gardening. I have a gar. I have a. I don't know you call it a victory garden. Whatever you got, I'm enjoying the hell out of it, actually. But uh, you know, people are. <clears throat> people are going to start curbing things are going to stop spending the way that they normally spend. And then the problem is, I understand this much, when people start to lose faith in, you know, that the institutions that are going to protect us or start to lose faith that those things are actually in place and doing and protecting us, that's when they pull their money out of the stock market. That's when they stop going out and, you know, buying that, uh, having that meal out or buying that new car or whatever, you know, I was just, um, I guess a lot of this stuff's on my mind, I was, I was, look, I was running down the different things going on, right, in the ticker, what's the ticker going on, oh, we got fucking Kobukui, we got monkeypox, we got fucking economic uncertainty, we got Russian forces are encircling, trying to encircle Ukrainian forces in this, um, in this particular area, this particular, uh, uh, key city, uh, Russian, uh, Ukrainians 
denied a uh, concessions. They're not going to do a ceasefire in, because the Russians are still fighting. They want say they want they're considering a ceasefire, but they their their actions don't um, they betray that. You know uh, what else? Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. What happened today? I read that Amber Heard's people, her defense rests, rests, and Johnny Depp's gonna keep on going. I guess got a. Some more things to say, some more witnesses to bring on the stand. It's, uh, you know, you know what it is? Somebody put it to me this way the other day. It's entertainment. And all the more serious things that are going on, this is something that people can watch and be like, oh my God, these fucking freaks. Look at these idiots. She shit on his bed. He, He's a terrible, drunk, fucking drug addict. Uh, you know, people going on there, talent. Uh, scouts and uh, former friends and former lovers and all these folks are coming on there saying terrible things about these people, you know. Amber Heard, I don't, you know, she sounds like a fucking maniac, but um, Johnny Depp doesn't sound much better. She, uh, I guess she made the allegation that she's losing roles because of Depp's lawyers and him saying that the uh, abuse allegations were unfounded and uh, so she lost roles and she's comparing herself to this actress or that actress that starred in different shows and she thought she might potentially have that earning potential and um, yeah, and then somebody stands up and is like yeah you know she didn't have chemistry with the thing like she, it's basically telling you you suck at your job you know which I'm sure she's a pretty decent actress. I hate to see anybody suffer, anybody be dragged through the mud like this, you know? But they're, let's be real honest, a bunch of fucking idiots, these guys. What are you guys doing? Just demonstrates that, you know, just because you got a lot of money and a lot of fame and a lot of talent and, and some great looks and I don't know, it doesn't mean that you're living well or you're guaranteed any sort of anything, you know? doesn't mean your life is all fine and dandy. These people are throwing fucking bottles at each other. You know, how much fine wine can you drink before you start to feel like hell? You know, how much rich food and how many, how many fucking, um, how much pampering can you get before you just feel like a fucking turd, you just feel like a spoiled fucking, you know, rich, affected turd, amber turd, Johnny Depp, Johnny Dick, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to see this whole thing in a way, to me, it's, it's sad, um, so these are the things that we've got on television right now, uh, or, and on um, certainly in the news, and it's it never ceases to amaze me how disgusting it is, much of a turnoff it is. You know, when people are, this is the stuff that that, that we look to to cheer us up. So, as I've mentioned before, I I try to I try not to watch all this stuff, but you can't help it. But. Uh, run into it inadvertently. 
it's always there. It's always part of the scenery, right? So Planet Fitness looks like it's pretty full. A lot of fucking people going into that place. See if I can head in there, get a good workout. Everybody getting off work. Um, I'd like to end talking a little bit more about the uh, podcast that I just learned about. You know, I filled your ear with that yesterday. We're talking about... Um, fuck's the name of it? The Great Simplification. Great Simplification. So I listened to a another segment of it. I listened to that whole animated series and I shared it with a bunch of people who are, um, I think, would be interested in it. And I, again, I wonder, um, if I were to send this to somebody and explain to them, like, in a, in a sentence, in a word, in a phrase, I would say intellectual heavy lifting. Because that's what this is. That's what that's what is required if we are going to truly strive to understand anything like this. Our origins on this planet, our place in the ecosystem. I mean, they're speaking in foreign tongues. That some of the um, stuff is over my head, but I do strive to to understand as much as I can. Another impressive. Uh, statement figure um, this guy Hagens is, uh, is the, he's a PhD he's the originator of all this stuff and he's got his meaningful discussions with people about this whole thing human relationship with energy um, uh, and they're talking about fossil fuels and it's um, um, what do they call them fossil hydrocarbons remember yesterday I talked about what a hydrocarbon was chemically in a bunch of car you know, carboniferous life forms um, that's organic chemistry that's the chemistry of life that's plants and animals right and the deposition of all this matter over countless years unfathomable years and pressure and all that shit turns into these different fuels oil gas coal, different representations of the same thing, hydrocarbons in, in different forms, concentrations. And uh, he was saying that basically because these hydrocarbons were deposited so gradually over time that when we found them, they seemed, it, it cost us almost nothing to liberate them when we found a, um, a deposit of coal or um, a hit the jackpot with some black gold Texas tea we could just freaking suck that out and find ways to extract that from the earth we started looking for more and it was just like almost limitless and what we were able to do changing from our own muscle power and that of the beasts that we would you know livestock and shit like that we were able to exponentially improve our ability to do work. Horsepower, right? Citing impressive figures, the amount of work measured in joules, J-O-U-L-E-S, it 
was like, you know, human being working at max capacity for a day, let's say pulling, you know, carrying hay bales or digging ditches or whatever, or building something. It's like one point something, uh, let's say one point something joules or whatever the magnitude is. You add a, you know, a machine like a tractor and you're changing the amount of work you can do by orders of magnitude, right? Think about a car. A car versus a walking on foot or galloping on a horse or going somewhere in a cart. The amount of work that we can do literally enabled us to travel through time, right? We can accelerate time. Time travel, is it possible? Get on a plane. You'd never be able to get to fucking Santa Fe or Florida or fucking Disney World, wherever you're going on vacation, Costa Rica. You'd never be able to get there if not for these fossil hydrocarbons. Not for, if not for our ability to find and, ex, and extract and harness the power, burn this energy, burn these energy. That there's so much energy stored in these fossil hydrocarbons. Like, you know this on some level. You know that oil and gas and coal and, and all that shit, you know that it's what we use for fuel, right? Now, but we've always had it. It's been something that we've always had in our lives. Go to the gas station. Gotta fill up. Gotta stop at the gas station before we go. You know? Need gas for my mower. Jesus Christ. How the hell would we, would we be mowing lawns if not for the fucking... Fossil hydrocarbon, huh? Really ponder that, and really, and now imagine all these machines disappearing from our world. Like this fuel has been perfect for our needs. It was a, it was hitting up the hitting of the jack proverbial fucking jackpot, and it's not limitless. You know, it's not without. You know. It's not always going to be around. It'll be around and within our lifetimes. We probably will not have that much trouble filling up at the pump, or you know. But one of the th one of the other things you understand that it's again finite resources in a uh, people trying to extract infinite resources from a finite planet. You can't do that. One of the things that burst my bubble. You know, I've been talking a lot about solar and renewables and all that shit, and the ultimate source of life is the sun and all that shit. Our proximity to the sun. Well, this guy pointed out that, you know, everybody talks about fuel like gas, you know. But what about all the other products? Did you know all the products that are made through petroleum? You know, plastics, which are ubiquitous. Every container that you can imagine, your like the dashboard of my car, my cell phone case. All these things are... Um, they are brought to us courtesy these fossil hydrocarbons, many of them, you know, myriad things, industries that would, if not for these, fo these fossil hydrocarbons, we could not produce these products. So we would, if everything dried up tomorrow, which it won't, you know, but the point is there are these industries that we need to um, account for, we need to consider. Out of a barrel of oil, 40% goes to fuel. 60% is all the other shit, stuff that I just mentioned, containers, uh, uh, paints, pharmaceutical 
products and services, all that shit goes to all the other stuff. So while we might be able to harness things with solar and wind and, and tides, tides and all that shit and hydrothermal and this and that to, um, we could never completely replace and do all the work. That's the point they're making. There's it would not, it's not going to fucking be possible. A few solar panels or solar panels everywhere, it's going to be very, very difficult to replace the amount of fuel that we, uh, and, and, and hot fucking oil. Another thing he said is all the machines that are required, you know, there's energy required to make things like solar panels and windmills and all that stuff. And then there's the batteries that, you know, we have to mine, uh, basically cut tops off of mountains and fucking go in there and pull out nickel and you know lithium and all that shit so we have to mine you can't mine with electrical stuff you know it requires the machines that are required all run on diesel all those big trucks all those all that stuff runs on diesel fuel and stuff so we can't you know we got a problem one more thing is the guy said, Higgins, he said that um, when we began our journey as human beings, you know, when we were cavemen and women, let's say, he said that it is estimated that we were like, the vast, we were greatly, greatly outnumbered by all the other mammals. <clears throat> like our, our mass, our there were there were some human beings, but not that, not as many as there are now. We have all the machines, all the energy that we have harnessed and utilized, courtesy everything I just told you. Those fossil hydrocarbons have enabled us to grow as a species and duplicate, reproduce. It made us very successful. And now everybody's got a family of four or five or six or seven and all the toys that they can freaking pull up to the house. I had somebody come in the office a week or two ago and tell me how amused she was, like, that her husband went with a friend to a car dealership and uh, was going to buy, like, I don't know, say a Lamborghini, and he went to the dealership with this guy just to accompany him and you know experience that whole thing. Big, fast, expensive car, and he came back with a Porsche. I'm thinking, holy shit, man! Let's talk about how the other half lives. You come home with a new car, a race car, a fucking luxury sports car that probably costs. You know, I don't know, $100,000 or more, you know, plus or minus, at a time when gas is, uh, ooh, that's interesting, fucking pigeons, fucking pigeons, pigeons are fucking in front of me here, on the asphalt, um, so, that was I saying, that, that really broke my concentration there. 
Oh, this guy gets a Porsche. Gas is $5 a gallon, but he gets a Porsche. He's going to drive, you know, a couple times a week, maybe. Pretty crazy, what I'm saying. Pretty crazy, wouldn't you say? So, I'm not scared, just like I said about the COVID cooties. I'm not scared about it, but I am concerned. I don't want any of us to feel the pain courtesy some of these these concerns, some of these issues, any of it. I want us to have great, productive, successful days and nothing but love and happiness. You know, but we should be aware of things like this. We should have them on our radar. And, you know, one of the things that uh, the guy closed with is that uh, another you know, PhD lecturer would always start his conversations with on this on this matter such as these, he would say, uh, you know, what will it take to get your attention? What is it going to take to get our attention? Um, like, because people, when you hear, you know, a lecture or a conversation about something like this, I'm sure, you know, if you're an active listener here, you might make you think, how much do I know about financial matters? What is my... Am I investing? Should I invest more? Should I pull my money out right now? Should I be co conf uh, concerned about the COVID cooties now that I contracted it finally and you know managed to fulfill that rite of passage? Uh, what about this monkeypox? What? Who is actually in the right with the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial? And uh, you know what about this? You know these fossil fuel. What kind of vehicle do I drive? Uh, is my car paid off yet? And how much am I paying in the gas? And when I go to fill up, and am I living responsibly? You know, how much is it going to? What is what is it going to take for us to be to take action on things? You know, like you have to to really empower somebody to change. Like if you like watch a podcast like this, it'll make me cognizant of it. It'll, you watch one of these days in the, in the next few years. Um, I'll have learned about how to invest my money better or have a, a more uh, seasoned opinion. Um, and I will uh, probably be looking at an electric vehicle or something smaller. And uh, as stated, I'm growing my own vegetables. And you, know, you wonder how this time, these times are going to change us. And as I always say, one of the things that, uh, the only things that really fosters any sort of change is pain you know people have to have to feel pain to understand things to truly feel moved to um, to action right don't you think don't you think so and then of course that final advice that I take myself and give to all of you is change before you have to, once again, right? So, alright, I'm going to go punish myself in the gym. Just some things that are on my mind today. Have a good one. <laughs>